0: Good morning. Good
1: morning,
0: happy Father's Day, yeah, celebrating all of our fathers today, such a beautiful June day to do so, the sun is shining, it's lovely outside, and even though the button that opens the door didn't work, you are still got in the room, so welcome, we're glad you're here. It's good to be with you all today as we worship together on the fourth Sunday uh, following Pentecost as we're doing today. Uh, It's Father's Day, so be sure to uh, greet all the dads out there as they're celebrating. And We're going to begin our service together with our first hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.
1: And
0: also with you. We gather to celebrate and joyfully sing to our God. Together, let us share our praise and thankfulness. Come,
1: on, let us enter with you, to space space with
0: you, O God, are the Holy God always and forever. You are the Eternal One, from whom all things come.
1: Come, O
0: oh God, we are your children, created by and with your love.
1: Come, sacred Amen.
0: God of compassion, you have opened the way to brought us to yourself pour your love into our hearts, that overflowing with joy, we may freely share the blessings of your realm, and faithfully proclaim the good news of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. And now for our first reading of Scripture.
2: The first reading is from Exodus chapter 19, beginning of verse 2. They had journeyed from Rephidim, entered the wilderness of Sinai, and camped in the wilderness. Israel camped there in front of the mountain. Then Moses went up to God. The Lord called to him from the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, and tell the Israelites, You have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I wore you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. Now therefore, if you obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession out of all the peoples. Indeed, the whole earth is mine, but you shall be for me a priestly kingdom and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the Israelites. So Moses came, some of the elders of the people, and set before them all these words that the Lord had commanded him. The people all answered this line Everything that the Lord has spoken, we will do. Moses reported the words to the people, of, to the, of the people, to the Lord. The word of our Lord.
0: Praise to you, O Our lectionary psalm for today comes from Psalm 100. A psalm of thanksgiving, and we'll be reading it responsibly. Um. Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. No, the Lord is Enter his gates with thanksgiving, and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is
1: good, his steadfast love endures forever, and his
0: faithfulness to all generations. And now for our next hymn, All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name.
3: For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person someone might actually be there to die. But God proved his love for us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This is the word of our Lord. Praise you, Lord.
0: the holy gospel according to matthew the ninth chapter
3: and then whenever you see these bolder headings that's
0: the uh, subtitle in the text of scripture the harvest is great the laborers few Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and curing every disease and every sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few, Therefore ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Then Jesus summoned his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to cure every disease and every sickness. These are the names of the twelve apostles. First, Simon, also known as Peter, and his brother Andrew. James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. Philip and Bartholomew. Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon the Canaan, and Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Go nowhere among the Gentiles and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, proclaim the good news. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. You receive without payment, give without payment. Take no gold or silver or copper in your belts, no bag for your journey or two tunics or sandals or a staff. For laborers deserve their food. Whatever town or village you enter, find out who in it is worthy and stay there until you leave. As you enter the house, read it. If the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, shake the dust from your feet as you leave that house or town. Truly I tell you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah on the Day of Judgment than for that town. See, I am sending you out like sheep into the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents, and innocent as doves. Beware of them, for they will hand you over to councils and flog you in their synagogues. And you will be dragged before governors and kings because of me, as a testimony to them and the Gentiles. When they hand you over, do not worry about how you are to speak or what you are to say, for what you are to say will be given to you at that time. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child, and children will rise against parents and have them put to death. And you will be hated by all because of my name, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in one town, flee to the next, for truly I tell you, you will not have gone through all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise you, Lord Christ. I want to begin the message this morning by inviting you to join me in a brief imagination exercise. It's very short and very simple, so just follow my instructions. Close your eyes, take a deep breath, and remember an event or a time when you felt joy. Remember an event or a time when you felt joy. Just sit in that moment in your memory for a bit. Go ahead and open your eyes. Take another deep breath. There are numerous occasions... Events and memories, I'm sure that each of us could look back to and say, Yeah, I felt joy there. Maybe it was a wedding or the birth of a child. Maybe it was a celebration of an achievement like graduation or a special holiday gathering with family and friends. I'm sure that what we were remembering would be different for all of us. And yet, The common denominator is that we've all had experiences of this wonderful and beautiful experience called joy. In our lectionary psalm for this week, we encountered a brief and yet powerful expression of joy. Just a little while ago, we read Psalm 100, and it is a short and potent psalm of jubilation and joy. The psalmist is expressing joy, but he's also inviting us to do the same. My plan for this morning's message is to take us through each of the stanzas of this wonderful psalm and reflect on the invitations contained in each. The psalmist began with these words in verses 1 and 2. Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into His presence with singing. The first thing, that left off the page of me while I was reading these first two verses in Psalm 100 was that the author didn't limit praise and joy to only human beings. The psalmist said, make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. All the earth means all the earth. That means that when we worship, like we're doing today, we're simply joining the chorus of trillions of other living creatures on this planet that are already praising God by living. We join the joy of flowers in bloom. We join the joy of birds in flight and song. We join the joy of lions roaring, whales singing, bees buzzing, and yes, even slugs and snails leaving behind their ooey-gooey trails even the fungus among us. I couldn't resist that rhyme. There's joy all around us in the beauty and the diversity and the color and the sound and the breath and the movement of all creatures, great and small. When we sing, we're joining an already joyful chorus. Joy is kind of funny because it. It swells within us, and it grows, and it kind of just bursts out. True joy is something that we can't contain. We feel this desperate need to express it, to share it, and it overflows out of us in all sorts of ways. Here's a great, subtle example. When you see someone smile, it's really hard not to smile yourself, right? I saw it. About 15 of you smiled when I smiled. It's infectious. Pay attention to that this week. Just watch for the smiles of other people. And notice what happens to you when you see somebody else smile. You'll find that it's really hard to keep yourself from smiling when you see other people smiling. Joy just pours out of us and it starts to touch of the people. The psalmist continues in verse 3 with these words, Know that the Lord is God. It is He that made us, and we are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. There's a beautiful declaration tucked into this verse. God made us. We are His people. We are His sheep. The declaration is hiding right in there. You belong, you have a home, you are not alone, you are not lost, forgotten, abandoned, you are special, God made you, God loves you, God cares for you, and there's not a gosh-darn thing you can do to change that, that was my Minnesota nice word filter at work, Gosh darn, instead of the alternative, you get the picture. These, my friends, are the bedrock truths of the Christian faith. We are loved because our God is love. That's 1 John. The spiritual journey is about receiving this love, allowing it to transform us, to fill us, and to flow through us into the lives of other people. Jesus came to show us God's love in the most powerful and clear and direct way possible. Love is the law of the universe because it's in the DNA of the creator of the universe. So as we lean into love, we're transformed, we're made new, we're filled with joy, and it overflows from us into the lives of everyone around us. The psalmist continues with these words in verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. At the heart of this verse is the word or the concept, the idea of gratitude. The psalmist said, give thanks, praise, bless his name. To have a spirit of gratitude doesn't mean that we overlook or minimize the challenging experiences or the grief we experience in life. We don't overlook those. That's not what gratitude means. A spirit of gratitude is the choice to take all the things we've experienced over our life and incorporate them into our spiritual journey, even the terrible, the tragic, and the traumatic. That may sound counterintuitive, but some people have a false notion of gratitude as if it means that we're always happy. But that's not true. Gratitude allows space for all the hard and the difficult and the challenging experiences of life as well. Every psychologist and counselor and therapist out there worth their salt is going to tell you that avoiding the truth of what you've experienced is not a good thing. Denying or ignoring your pain and hardship only brings more harm. We have to be honest and accept those things that have been experienced in our life. So how do we do gratitude but not ignore the hard stuff? Well, there's a word for that. It's called integration. Integration. What does integration look like in our life? When we experience difficult things or sad things, trauma, tragedy, the first step we need to do is get help be with people who can help us. Because sometimes in those early stages of experiencing those things, we're in so much pain and sorrow, we really need community, we really need people, we really need specialized help. And then over time, we begin to enter into the process of processing what we've experienced. Once those first, harsher stages come and go, we can take time to reflect. And with some distance and with some help in healing, we can look back on those experiences and ask questions like this. These are integration questions. What can I learn from what I had happen to me? What do I have the power to do in light of what has happened to me? How do I respond to what has happened to me? Those are integration questions that help us to integrate those difficult experiences with others. Does that make sense? Just checking because that was a little bit more somber note, and I didn't want to give you an early mid-morning nap. <laughs> Having talked about integration of the difficult and the challenging experiences of life, let's look at what gratitude does for us. Gratitude creates space for you and me to experience joy, no matter what. Gratitude creates space. For us to have joy no matter what. One simple way you can develop a spirit of gratitude in your life is to say this simple phrase twice a day. When you wake up, say, Thank you, Lord, for another day. When you go to sleep, say, Thank you, Lord, for all of today. So you wake up, Thank you, Lord, for another day. When you go to sleep, Thank you, Lord, for all of today. That's the literal invitation of the psalmist here in verse 4. Give thanks to the Lord and bless his name. That's what the psalmist invites us to do. It may not seem like much, but the regular practice of vocalizing gratitude is a rhythm of choosing joy. It's a rhythm of choosing joy. Of course, you could wake up and say, ugh, (laughs) another day. I hope it's not hooey like yesterday. There may be other words than hooey, but again, my Minnesota nice word filter (laughs) took over once again. Clearly that's the choice to begin with cynicism and bitterness, not gratitude, right? If we say those other words, gratitude is a choice. It doesn't overlook the rough and difficult, it leans in the spirit, leans in the direction of joy. And it makes a world of difference. It makes a world of difference for how we experience each day. The psalmist concludes this psalm, Psalm 100, with these final words. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and His faithfulness to all generations. The author of the psalm concludes with a simple declarative statement that we cannot overlook. The Lord is is good. The Lord is good. The Lord made all things good. The Lord made you good. The Lord makes all beauty and truth. God is love, and God loves you. Now I know some of you may be sitting there thinking, gee, Pastor Sam sure does like to say that God loves us a lot, but is that really true? I'm not sure I believe it. I'm not sure that God loves me when I'm grumpy or bitter or angry or make mistakes or fill in the blank. But friends, that's why Christianity is both weird and amazing. God loves you all the time regardless of how you feel. I talk about God's love a lot because it is the essence of God's nature. If I didn't talk about God's love a lot, I'd be talking about something else that's tangential or superfluous to God's nature, and frankly, that would be a waste of time. I talk about God's love a lot because I want each and every one of us in this room to know in the innermost space of our hearts and our souls that we are loved, that we are cared for, that we are special in the eyes of our Heavenly Father. God created you for love. God pours love into every single one of us and invites us to share it with others. God is love and you are made in the image of God. That means that love defines you above and beyond and before everything else. Love is the beating heart of the universe. The psalmist said, His steadfast love endures forever. What a beautiful truth! God's love endures forever. As we've walked through this psalm and reflected on the meaning of the words and the phrases the author used, at the end we land on this fundamental foundation for the spiritual truth of the spiritual journey: we are loved. The journey of life is all about receiving the love of God and giving away the love of God. It's quite simple. Sometimes it's difficult to do, but it is quite simple. So remember this, and say this to yourself regularly. God loves me. Repeat after me. God loves me. That's the basis for the spiritual journey. Whenever you hear other voices saying God doesn't love you, or trying to tempt you to think that God can't love you, you can say, Silence, you gosh darn lies! Or fill it in with a little more colorful flair. Words that your Minnesota filter won't let through. Those are lies. The truth is God loves you. So say it to yourself and listen for the voice of God saying it to you directly. Plant yourself in this truth this week. Sit and watch and see what God does as you receive God's love. And as it fills you and changes you, transforms you, the joy, the joy that comes from receiving God's love, you can't contain it. So stop trying. Just let it flow. Share it with other people. To close our message this morning, I want to do one more very simple exercise. But once again, I want to invite you to close your eyes, take two deep breaths. As you breathe in, imagine that the air that fills your lungs is the very love of God. Breathe it in. Breathe it deep. Mm-hmm. Exhale and breathe it back in again. Amen? Amen. We're going to continue our service with our next hymn, Love Divine, All Loves Excellent. Suffered on the Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he
1: rose again. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit,
0: the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the
1: life everlasting.
0: Amen. And now we receive our offering.
1: <clears throat> Praise God, from whom all blessings Praise God, all creatures here. Of me me Father, Son, Holy
0: Let us pray. Mighty God, on this day we offer you our gifts, enliven our hearts so that we might give the full, unified measure of our devotion. As you revive the saints who came before us, revive us to go forth and welcome the forgotten, heal the sick, speak the words of comfort and hope to the discouraged. In the holy name of Christ we pray. Amen. As we do each week, we come to a time in our service where we offer up prayers for the congregation. And as we do each week, I like to remind us that when we come to worship, we don't always come over exuberant and filled with joy. Sometimes we come with grief. Sometimes we come with pain and hardship and struggle. Sometimes that's for ourselves, things we are going through, and other times we're carrying a burden for a loved one. Maybe you're praying for someone in your life or concerned about someone in your life who's going through a hard time themselves. Additionally, not only are there the things that we go through ourselves and that we care about for our loved ones, there are the big global issues that face our world that also weigh heavy on our hearts and minds. And so this morning, if there's something that you would like us to pray for, I invite you to indicate that at this time by raising your hand. Okay. Okay. Please join me in prayer. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you for your faithfulness and your grace and above all, your love. We thank you that every week as we gather for worship, we set aside time to pray. And in this time of prayer, we lift up all the needs represented by the hands that have been raised. For some of us, Lord, we are requesting uh, guidance healing, hope, and encouragement for ourselves, because we are going through a challenging time. For others of us, Lord, we are mindful of the needs of friends or family members or neighbors who we care about, we love them, and we want them to be healthy, and we want them to be whole, and, and we want them to know your love. And additionally, Lord, many, if not all of us, are weighed down at times as we see what's going on in the news of different things around our world tragedies and challenges that face whole nations and peoples. And so, Lord, we pray all these things. We lift them up to you. We entrust them to your care. We thank you, Lord, that you hear every single one of our prayers. And we place them before you and ask for faith to trust you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And praying together the prayer Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, forever and ever. Amen. And for our closing hymn, my hope is built on nothing less. Gracious to you, may the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Go in peace, serve the Lord.